speaking today. And then on Friday, I was having some amazing God time and God started to just download this message to me. So I rang up Pastor Andrew and I said, you need to come home right now and bring my laptop because God's just downloading stuff and I don't want to miss it. So he hurried home and um, gave me the laptop and I said, thank you. Just started typing and about four hours later, God just downloaded this word. And then Saturday morning, Pastor Andrew woke up very sick like incredibly sick. So he pushed through for a few hours, but by the afternoon he was in bed and he hasn't really moved since. So um, so I said, see, how good is God? God just knows, doesn't he? God doesn't bring sickness, but God knows and he made a way. Yeah, he's a good God. So I'm believing that this is a word from God for your hearts this morning. So who loves the word persevere? <laughs> Who loves the word persevere? Do you get excited? Like when you hear persevere, do you think, oh, I'm excited. Oh, I can't wait to hear this message this morning. Persevere. Wow. It's like, it's one of those words, isn't it? When you hear that word persevere, you kind of think, persevere. This is just brilliant. I'm excited. I can't wait to bring my girlfriend and tell her, you know what? God just gave me a word to persevere. Isn't that exciting? I mean, you're going to love this word so much that you're going to want to do this too. Persevere. It is not a word that we get excited about. It's not a word that we go, yes, can't wait to persevere. I think persevere and pain kind of go together, don't they? They're both from that P family, persevere and pain. They're like distant cousins or brothers and sisters or... But they go together, don't they? We don't get excited when we go, yes, I'm persevering. So persevering is not like that, is it? So why does God call us to persevere then? If he knows it's so painful, if he knows it's hard, then why does he call us to persevere? Is he out to get us? Does he think, well, I don't know, Barry just isn't really meeting the holiness requirements this week. I'm going to punish him I'm going to make him suffer I'm going to call him to persevere (laughs) is that what God does does God go you know what I don't know Melanie she didn't really meet the mark this week she felt sure here and here and here and she said this and she shouldn't have and she did this and I was disappointed so you know what I'm just going to make her persevere and persevere and persevere is that what God does does he go oh well Hamena, you know, I just don't know if she was everything I expected her to be this week. I'm going to make her persevere. That's not what God does, is it? That's not, it's not who God is. And God is always about our best, yeah? God is always, always about our best. But he does call us to persevere. So Romans 5, verse 3 to 4, I will read it to you says, not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance, character, and character hope. Don't you just wish we could remove some of these pages out of the Bible? James 1 verse 2 says, blessed is a man who perseveres under trial. For once he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. And Romans 15 verse 4. 
For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, so that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. So why does God tell us to persevere? Why do you think? Why does he tell us to persevere? Because he actually wants us to finish our race, yeah? actually wants us to finish our race. Because as children of God, as God's beloved children, number one, we're called to run a race, yeah? God has a God-given race. He has a God-given destiny for every single one of us. So we're called to run a race, but we're not just called to run the race. We're actually called to finish the race. And if we're ever going to finish the race, if we're ever going to make it to that finish line, then we're going to require a whole lot of perseverance, yeah? God describes this journey that we are on, that we are on with him after discovering his love and then being his love as a race. So he wants us to finish that race, yeah? He's called us to run the race and finish it because he wants us to fulfill the God-given destiny that he's called us to. Actually wants us to be the people that when he knit us together, he created us to be. Yeah? Because what does Psalm 139 say? I'm going to get my Bible on my phone. Psalm 139 in the message version. I want to read it to you. Psalm 139 in the message version says, Oh yes, you shaped me first inside, then out. You formed me in my mother's womb. I thank you, high God, your breathtaking. Body and soul, you are marvellously made. I worship in adoration. What a creation. You know me inside and out you know every bone in my body you know exactly how I was made bit by bit how I was sculpted from nothing into something like an open book you watch me grow from conception to birth so your life is very purposeful your destiny is very purposeful Taking your first breath was very purposeful. God was very specific when he knit you together. God was very specific when he knit you together in that secret place. We are not just randomly here. We are not just doing our thing. We don't just accidentally have passions and hearts and gifts at things. God was really specific when he put you together. And when he put you together, he put you together to run a race. He put you together to fulfill a destiny. He put you together to live out your God-given call. Very specifically, very intricately, so you would be the 100% original you. But to run that race and to fulfill that destiny, great perseverance is required. I remember about 12 years ago when I was trying to get pregnant, 
And I got frustrated with God, yeah? I had a miscarriage. I got frustrated with God. I got upset with other people who were pregnant. And I questioned God about why they were all getting pregnant so easily. And it was so difficult for me. And then I had another miscarriage. And I got really upset with God. I was like, where is this child you've promised me, God? Where is this baby that you've said I can have? And I got really upset with God. And it's okay to get upset with God sometimes. It's okay to be real. He knows you're upset. You may as well be honest with him. (laughs) So I got upset. And you know what God said to me? He said, I have a God-given destiny for your son. I know what he's going to do, what he's going to be gifted at, what he's going to be passionate about. And I know exactly the time that he needs to be born, exactly the moment he needs to breathe his first breath so that he can be the man that I've called him to be, yeah? So I was getting all sassy, trying to tell God when I thought my son should be born and I wanted things to happen in my timing. But God said, you know what? I'm knitting him together. I am putting him together in the secret places and I know when he needs to take his first breath and I know when he needs to be born. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm trying to tell God how to do it. I'm trying to tell God when to do it. But God's got it all planned. And you know what? God had you all planned. He had you all planned, completely planned and purposed for greatness, yeah? God knit us together and he chose the time for us to be born. He chose when we breathed our first breath and he has chosen the race for us to run. Acts 20 verse 24 says, However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me, the task of testifying to the news of God's grace. Because our lives are all about encountering God's love, living in God's love, walking in God's love, and then pouring that out so other people can encounter that and experience that and walk in that intimacy with Father. 2 Timothy 4 verse 7 says, I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. See, he knit you together with purpose. We don't finish the race when we give up halfway. We don't finish the race when we quit at the 10K zone. We just don't. We don't fulfill our call and our destiny without perseverance. Now, a couple of months ago, my son Samuel ran in a cross-country race, you know, and he ran at the school one and he won it and he ran at district and he won it and he ran at division and he won it. And then he went to regional and by the time you get to regionals, everybody's really good runners. Everybody's quite gifted at running. Everybody's received, you know, a little deposit from the Lord that, um, you know, of legs that move really fast. So my son got to that race And it was a wet day, you know. And I said, Samuel, if you fall down, mate, just get back up again. Because I have a famous story about when I was running state cross-country runs and I fell over at the start line. But I got back up, bloody and dirty, and finished the race. So my son, you know, he's very nervous and anxious and everything. They start the race and we can't see the race. All you can see is the last couple of hundred metres. 
Oh, no, maybe half a kilometre. So, but it's, it's three kilometres. So the majority of the race you don't actually see. Anyway, so they start the race and a few minutes pass, a few minutes pass and we start to see people coming into that half a kilometre zone and I'm looking for my son because he's won at regional before. He hasn't won it but he's done well. So I'm looking for my son. I'm like, where's my son? And runners keep coming past and runners keep coming past and runners keep coming past. I'm like, where is my son? What's going on? What's happened to my son? Where's my son? And runners keep coming and keep coming. And then three quarters of the way through the race, there's probably 90 kids or something, I see my son coming with the most defeated look on his face. So I don't even know if I would call it running what he was actually doing. You could see that he had completely given up. It was all over. And um, and he was, he ended up jogging, you know, with a friend. But I could see that he had just completely given up. So I was really disappointed in him. I was really disappointed in him. But I was disappointed in him not because he didn't win the race. It wasn't about winning the race. But I wanted him to finish the race, Yeah actually wanted him to finish the race. And when I saw him coming completely defeated and saw that look on his face that he'd given up, um, I was just, my heart was, oh, I just wanted him to finish the race. I just want you to finish the race, mate. You don't have to win the race. You don't have to get first prize. But I want you to finish the race. So I was, as a mother, I was really disappointed in him because he gave up halfway through. And I think God's a bit like that. We don't have to win first prize, but he definitely wants us to finish our race. He definitely wants us to fulfill the God-given destiny that he's created us for. He definitely wants us to do what we're anointed and appointed for, yeah? So God has a word this morning. Andrew says I have to smile more. Because he goes, when you're passionate, you're so serious, Melanie. You look like you want to kill people. <laughs> Diddy Crystal, that's what he said the other night. Goes, you just get so passionate, so passionate. I go, well, Stephen Furtick gets passionate and I like Stephen Furtick. Does anyone know who Stephen Furtick is? If you don't, you should definitely Google him. He's amazing. He's very inspirational and he's very passionate. He's very, very passionate. So, so Andrew says, I have to smile more. You should take photos of me smiling and send them to Andrew. So see, she's smiling. She's smiling. She doesn't want to kill people. She's not getting too passionate. <laughs> I love my husband. He's awesome. So God has a word this morning. Don't give up. All right? Don't give up. Seriously, this is like a God where don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up. God does not want you to give up. God does not want you to quit halfway. God does not want you to give up before he sees you fulfill everything that he's destined you for. Don't give up. Don't give up. I'm just going to keep saying it and keep saying it because God's word is don't give up. Don't give up. I would have screamed that at Samuel, don't give up. Don't give up, Samuel. Don't give up. I'll be so proud of you if you finish that race. Just don't give up. So don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on the things that you're passionate about. 
Don't give up on people. (laughs) Don't give up on extending love. Don't give up on opening your home. Don't give up on your voice or your music or your talents. Don't give up. Don't give up. Don't give up on your parenting or your marriage or your friendships. Don't give up. Because God wants you to persevere. And God wants you to finish your race, yeah? Hebrews 12, 1 to 2. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Amen. Run with endurance. Run with perseverance. I'm going to share a quote with you and get a tissue. My son shared this quote with me the other day. It's brilliant. It's from Michael Jordan. Who knows who Michael Jordan is? Yeah? I know anything about basketball. I don't even know how many points you get when you score a goal. I don't know anything about basketball. But I know who Michael Jordan is, yeah? We know who Michael Jordan is, don't we? He's the household name. So Michael Jordan said, I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been entrusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. Do you want me to read it again? It's really good, isn't it? I've missed more than 9,000 shots in my career. I've lost almost 300 games. 26 times I've been trusted to take the game winning shot and missed. I've failed over and over and over again in my life and that is why I succeed. So what made him great? What made him so great? He didn't give up, did he? He kept going and he kept going and he kept going and he kept going and he just heard those words, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. See, his greatness didn't come from always doing it perfect. His greatness didn't come from always getting it right. His greatness came from the fact that he got up again and again and again and again because greatness is not this thing that just gets bestowed by God on a select few. That is not how greatness works. God does not go, well, you know what? I'm just going to give Joe a whole stack of greatness. But Ross and Ali and Ben and Jess, well, they're just going to miss out because, you know, greatness is limited and I only extend a little bit, yeah? Greatness is not like that. But greatness comes from getting up again. Greatness comes from trying again and trying again and trying again and trying again and trying again. That's where greatness comes from. There is not a greatness gene. 
that gets deposited when you're knit together. There is not. There is not a greatness gene. Oh, yeah, they're going to be great. But then God goes, oh, yeah, they're going to be great. But oh, I'll just make those couple ordinary, yeah? I'll just make them ordinary because surely I haven't created everyone for greatness. There is not a greatness gene. We're actually all created for greatness. We're all destined for greatness. It is not something that someone gets more of a portion of than another. It's just the people that get up again and again and again and again and you don't feel like it and again and you don't want to and again and you feel terrible and again and you feel disappointed and again and that person hurt me and again and again and again and again. That's what greatness is, yeah? Perseverance enables us to run our race and to finish it. And if you're going to fulfill your God-given call and be the original masterpiece, yeah, the original masterpiece that God created you to be, we're going to require a whole lot of perseverance and a whole lot of trying again and again and again. So this morning I feel like God's saying, I know you feel discouraged. And I know you feel hurt. And I know you've been disappointed. And I know you feel wounded. But I want you to try again. And I want you to try again. And I want you to try again and again. Because if God has called us to persevere, if the scripture calls us to persevere, has God called us to do something that we can't do? If the Bible says to persevere, if the Bible, God calls us and destines us to persevere, would God ask us to do something that we can't do? Would God call us to do something that's impossible? No. So then God knows that you can persevere. God's destined you to persevere. God has designed you to persevere. Amen. And perseverance involves praise, yeah? They're part of the P family. Persevere involves praise. So when we praise the Lord in our disappointments, when we praise God in our wounds, when we praise God in our confusion, when we praise God in our pain, that's what persevering is. You know what happens when you turn your perseverance into praise and you praise and you praise and you praise? Your praise party can't infiltrate into a pity party, yeah? A praise party turns into a victory party because when we praise through our stuff, when we persevere by praising, when we persevere by praising and praising and praising, that praise party turns into a victory party and turns into us finishing our race, yeah? And we actually get to choose which party we want to be at. You can choose the pity party or you can choose the praise party. You actually get to choose in life. If we get invited to a party, we're kind of so excited. We just definitely accept the invitation, don't we? We just get in, we get excited because the invitation's extended. But with God, we actually get to choose. Am I going to choose a pity party or am I going to choose a praise party? Which party do you want to be at? 
I'd recommend the praise party. It's like a whole lot more fun being at the praise party than the pity party, isn't it? Don't get me wrong. I've been to lot of, lots of pity parties. I'm really good at it. Got great skills when it comes to pity parties. But let me tell you, pity parties never caused me to persevere. Pity parties never brought me victory. Pity parties never brought me out of the crap I was feeling. But you know what? The praise party lifted me to a place that I never could have got without it. The praise party took me way beyond what I was feeling and experiencing and the stuff going on in my heart. The praise party bought me the victory party, yeah? So we praise and we praise and we praise and we praise. We praise in the good, we praise in the bad, we praise in the ugly, we praise when we feel terrible, we praise when we feel wonderful, we praise when we're at war, we praise when we're disappointed, we praise when we're heartbroken, we praise when we're celebrating, we praise when we're full of love, we praise and we praise and we praise and we praise because that's what perseverance looks like. Perseverance and praise go together. And we praise, and we praise, and we praise. We praise God for his goodness. We praise him for his love. We praise him for his faithfulness. And we praise him because he never gives up on us. Did you know that? God never gives up on us. Like never. Never, ever, ever. God never gives up on us. Doesn't give up on you. He doesn't give up on me. God is not in the business of giving up. It's not in his vocabulary. Giving up are not God's words, yeah? He never gives up on us. And his word today is that he has not given up on you. God has not given up on you. He hasn't given up on you. He's not planning on giving up on you. It's not going to have a change of heart. God has not given up on you. No matter how your life looks, no matter how your circumstances look, no matter how you're feeling, God has not given up on you. God has not given up on you. Maybe you've given up on yourself. <laughs> Sometimes we give up on ourselves. But God never gives up on us. Never, ever, ever gives up on us and God wants you to persevere yeah he will never give up on you never give up on you but he wants you to persevere and he wants you to praise and if God hasn't given up on you then he doesn't want you to give up on you God hasn't given up on you he does not want you to give up on you Because this morning, some of you have given up on you. Some of you have given up on the stuff you're passionate about or the dreams that you had or the things that stirred in your heart. Some of you have actually given up on you and you've given up on some stuff. But God's word is, I haven't given up on you. I haven't given up on you. I have not given up on you. Haven't changed my mind when I knit you together. Everything I placed inside of you hasn't altered, hasn't changed. I have not given up on you. 
Lamentations 3, 22 to 23 says, The steadfast love of God never ceases. That means it never stops. That means he never stops loving you. Never, ever, 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 ever stops loving you. His mercies never come to an end. His mercies never come to an end. So that means he's forever gracious. Doesn't matter how many times we got it wrong. Doesn't matter how messy it looks. Yeah? His mercies never come to an end. He's got grace and he's got grace and he's got grace and he's got grace. That's who he is. So even if you think, I can't believe this place I've found myself, I can't believe how messy this is, I can't believe how disappointed this is, this is not where I thought I would be or how it would look, his mercies never cease, yeah? They are new every morning, yeah? God's mercies are new every morning and great is his faithfulness. He's just faithful. We can be faithless. Sometimes we can have pity parties and faithless moments, but he's faithful and he's faithful and he's faithful. How good is that? Because sometimes I go, oh God, I'm so sorry. I was just faithless in that moment, but he's faithful. He's forever faithful. God never gives up on you. Never, ever, ever. So just in the middle of the message, I'm going to pray. I thank you, God, that you never give up on us, that you never, ever, ever give up on us. And we just receive your word this morning that says, I have not given up on you. And we ask that you would just meet us in this place, Lord, that you would infuse us with hope, God, that you would release fresh dreams and visions, or even that you would stir up ones that once were, Lord, that we have forgotten, that the busy, the pressures, the disappointments of, of life have kind of just buried and covered. And we just pray for just a fresh release and explosion of dreams and visions in Jesus' name, that you would show us the things you have gifted us at, that you would show us the things that you've given us heart and passion for and that we would just continue to run our race, Lord. Amen. So you can't stay in a pity party if you're having a praise party. It's really important. Like I said before, I'm good at pity parties. No one loves me. No one calls me. No one cares if I'm doing okay. Does anyone understand how hard my life is? Does anyone know? No one knows what it's like to have a mother that's so dysfunctional. Oh my gosh. All those ladies at work, they're so beautiful. They spend so much time with their grandkids. I wish someone would spend time with my grandkids. I'm really good at praise and pity parties. I'm like really good, really good. So it's okay to have a pity party. There's no condemnation there, yeah? We all have them. We all have those moments and those feelings are real and God knows that, yeah? But he's just kind of showing us, you know what, there's a better way. There's just a better way because he doesn't want us to stay in that place. Because... 
Pity and perseverance. They don't go together, do they? Pity and perseverance, they don't work. But praise and perseverance, praise and perseverance, they are like a close-knit family. Yeah? They are brothers and sisters. They are part of the same family because the family of God prays. Children of God praise. Children of God persevere. Children of God do not give up. Children of God overcome. Children of God are not defeated, yeah? We are people that try again and again and again. We are people that persevere and persevere. We are people that praise and praise and praise. And when life gets tough, we praise. And when we're disappointed, we praise. And when we get attacked, we praise. And when our partner just hurt us, we praise. And when our children are just having one of those days where they hate us and we're the worst parents in the world, we praise, yeah, and we praise. And work gets tough and we praise. And I don't know what the next step is, but we praise. And I'm not sure how I'm going to get through this but we praise oh my heart feels so broken but I'm gonna praise because the children of God are people that praise we are praises we are designed to praise and we are designed to keep on praising and keep on praising and keep on praising because perseverance and praise go together yeah and you know what praises don't give up Praises do not give up. Praises are not defeated. They just try again and again and again. Those that persevere praise and those that praise prevail. Yeah? Those that persevere praise and those that praise prevail. And I thank God that we are perseverers that prevail. Yeah? I thank the Lord that he has called us to be the head and not the tail and to run our race, yeah? And we are designed to prevail. Those that persevere and praise, they finish their race really well. Those that persevere, they see their dreams realised. Those that persevere, see their family passionately loving Jesus. Those that persevere win their communities to Jesus. Those that persevere have hearts that are healed and hold and flourishing and bearing great fruit. Those that persevere walk in the courts of the Lord. They know God so intimately. They just walk into that secret place, yeah, and experience the incredible love of the Father. God has so much for us, yeah. Those that persevere see the supernatural hand of God move naturally all the time yeah perseverers see their city one and perseverers see their relationships flourishing yeah we see our marriages we see our children we see our friendships those that persevere experience the victory amen so perseverers prevail and you're called to prevail this morning you're called to destiny You're called to victory. You are called to persevere and praise and prevail. We are called to persevere and praise and prevail. Amen. So we should finish with a praise song because we should just praise it out. We're just going to practice for like the week. We're going to practice so tomorrow when we wake up, we can praise. And Tuesday, when we feel really crappy, we can praise. 
And Wednesday, when we had a great victory, we can praise. And Thursday, when I had a really tough day, we can praise. Yeah, let's just practice that praising because it's a lifestyle. It's who we are. It's who we're created to be. It's just something that we do day after day after day. And if you got it wrong, that's okay. We just try again. And if you forgot to praise yesterday, that's okay. Let's just get up and try again. Amen. Because God's mercies are new every day. So why don't we stand? Let's praise it out and then have a great week. Let's get our praises on. So tomorrow...